fine evening to you, Brent. Indeed. Yeah, happy 2021. Yeah, sure is happy. Yeah, what a splendid fucking start. Anyway. Yeah, um, rip-roaring start. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we finally got to Deep Red, which has been on the docket for a long time. And uh, obviously, I think that we talked about watching this back when we... Uh, did a, a spew of uh, Argento films. Yeah, I think we didn't want to overdo it, and then finally did Tenebrae, and then just kind of went other ways. Yeah. Yeah. And we got recently requested. Um, yeah, listener requested. I was, uh, I was pretty excited. To, so now we have to, to be doubly that. sure not to shit our pants live on, live on mic, live on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, let's, uh, let's not for the subscribers. Um, no, uh, anyway, this is a pretty fun film, uh, just right off the top. Deep Red. Of course, uh, we watched this. Profundo. Rosso, but we'll be calling it Deep Red, but that's fun to say. Yeah, it is. I, I actually really enjoyed um, the the Shivers of Angst, the the French film title. Uh, or Suspiria 2 in Japan. Yeah. Um, like they, red, damn, they got Suspiria 2, damn. Red, the color of death in Germany, as well as uh, the, previ- the, 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 the first title that they had going for it, which was uh, The Saber-Toothed Tiger. But um, everyone was like, no, Dario, you can't do that. It's a bad idea. Everyone's making films with the names of animals right now. You can't do it. You don't do it. And he's like, oh, fine. <laughs> Profundo Russo. Yeah. Yeah. We watched this on uh, Amazon Prime. I think it's also available on Shudder. Yep. Um, but, Should uh, still be. At, also. At the time of recording. Important fucking note. Don't watch the trailer. <laughs> Yeah, don't watch the trailer. <laughs> uh, for whatever reason, uh, I'm, I'm finding it to be a bit of a constant. I mean, I guess you know a lot of films still do it, but every time that we watch a film from like around the 70s, it <laughs> it tends to just show. Yeah, the, back then, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Every. The most shocking points <laughs> are also the twists of the plot, and uh, they will be ruined for you. Oh, absolutely. The whole movie is there in the trailer. So. I mean, I guess if you really wanted to watch a movie without watching it, you know, like, how can I yeah. take an hour and 26 minutes and jam it into a minute 30, the trailer? <laughs> uh, we also got to watch this with my lovely fiance, who, again, absolutely hated it. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. And I, I said, uh, why? What, what didn't she like? And she's like, fucking all of it. <laughs> um, but Perfect. mainly her, uh, her biggest gripe, which I do partially agree on, but... It's, it's kind of, um, what do I want to say? It's very prevalent in every Argento film that I've seen is the mixing between just dialogue scenes, normal scenes, and then when music kicks on, the music is always like 15 to 20 times louder than everything else. Yeah. Um, so we, we use like a home theater system, so we were like hanging out at like a negative 15 decibel. And uh, so yeah, we were fucking j- just vibing. Uh, when the music would kick on. Yeah, it kicks ass. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good. It's good music. <laughs> I had fun. Um, you also have some kind of strange, like... Uh, first time, uh, I believe it was the first time, um, that uh, Goblin landed their score for an Argento film. And, yeah, that ended up proving out. to be pretty fucking great in the future, too. Um, yeah, uh... I think the the strange sound edits are also kind of like unnerving, like when it just kind of 
cuts yeah. right either that's, into music or right off of music. That's in a lot of those movies. And I feel like yeah. it's also kind of the case because I think they write the music first mm-hmm. and then he uses it. Yeah. So, like, they don't really write the music accounting for Cut scene breaks. or, scene or breaks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, um, you know, it, it makes sense. Uh, obviously, things are done a tad bit differently now where there's, like, a whole last for the fucking most part, yeah. Yeah, production to it. Um, but there, there's something very, uh, I don't know, interesting about it too. It kind of gives me the vibe of like what, uh, old, uh, orchestras would do where they'd, you know, they'd play like a really soft song and then, you know, to, to wake you the fuck up in case you, uh, had been lulled to sleep and, uh, drive your attention. Uh, which it absolutely does because uh, I will say it's there's stuff if you're watching to. it too quietly and without subtitles, you're gonna miss some details. You're gonna miss a lot of details. Yeah. Sacrifice your hearing for this movie, please. Yeah. Um. I uh, I did a good job not talking too much during this movie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's there's some scenes. Especially a lot of early uh, whispered on. stuff. A lot of miss. whispered stuff, and then like there's times in which like characters stop doing what they're doing because they start to hear something mm-hmm. and the credits will tell you or not the credits sorry the captions will tell you what they're hearing which you will likely absolutely not be able to hear um but uh yeah it's like it's, i'm not sure if that's just like how the movie was actually mixed or if it's just mm-hmm. like from the compression of amazon stream. whatever like restored version they rip they rip the stream from or whatever right and there are quite a few different versions as well i'm sure uh, from what i Understand. Usually, what happens with these Italian movies? Yeah, um, but yeah, this this uh, this overall wasn't bad. I th- I felt like uh, as far as like lighting goes and everything, pretty decent. Uh, as far as like goofs and gabs and stuff, you can't really see a lot of like strings and other things. We sure we see a dummy through a window, but that's fine. Oh um, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have like the uh, very vibrant colors that you would come to know in Suspiria. Right, I mean, this yeah. predates the Spiri, obviously, but um, yeah, you get to see the the Argento red for the blood, um, You're the paint I, blood. I really enjoyed the play on all of the red in the film, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, it almost kind of felt like a only semi-utilized or like semi-drawn upon theme. You know what I mean? Like, it would show up here and there, but it didn't really... It wasn't really used to tie in. It was just like, oh, yeah, that's red. This is red. Blood is red. You know, that kind of thing. it's probably the reason that he wanted to call it... Deep like, red. The caged tiger or something. Yeah, saber tooth. They want to put tiger. so much emphasis on on red. Yeah. So, it was, uh, it's, it's pretty good. It's, uh, it's also got that kind of, like, strange kind of... Um, supernatural Argento feel as well. There's a lot of, uh, sort of, like, hallucinatory yes, like, flashbacks and images, imagery. Yep. Yeah. Um, Lots of mind playing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, uh, also kind of subverts a lot of expectations. That, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the time was probably mm-hmm. very, um, novel. Right. Yeah. Like, the male lead is kind of a he kind of just blunders his way around yeah he fails into victory yeah this whole film he is literally aided by people better than him the entire time and then like those people get killed or yep or hurt and then he's like left to pick up the pieces so and even then he didn't really figure it out until a little too late yeah yeah and luckily not too too late but basically too late yeah 
Um, it was uh, it was it was fun in the fact that you know the the ideas that I had as far as who our uh, culprit was were completely you know off. Um, it's, it's, I was kind of thinking you're going to get it because you you did notice the well. I don't yes. want to give away too much, but you know something, a little, a pretty big detail. Yeah, uh, but you I would actually quite... like to draw on that just a smidge. Yeah. Near the beginning of the movie, where we actually see a, the the first murder take place after, uh, kind of like a, a theater show of a woman's clairvoyant uh, powers. And um, someone in attendance yeah. uh, had a dark secret. Yes. But we don't know that yet. And she uh, she she drew upon that secret. Um, and it was it was pretty cool. It was a pretty wild, uh, kind of show of power. Um, Argento movie. They uh, they don't they always uh, twist in very satisfying ways. Like yeah. oh, a, a clairvoyant spotted a killer in a theater. Yep. And then the killer killed her, and now some other random jack off is swept up in the mystery. Yep. Yep. Here comes the movie. And it's it's kind of funny too because like without really. Uh, putting anything uh, kind of into your head or anything like that. The killer themselves being at in attendance of this, not for any sort of like uh, malevolent reason or any other reason other Just than probably chance. to be entertained. Likely. Yeah. Just and, having a um, night out. Yeah. And so it's like, it's not until the clairvoyant actually reaches into their mind that they're kind like, oh shit! Sets things into motion. Yeah, and uh, the whole the whole reason why we have a film is because their secret was outed by this clairvoyant. It's uh, it's it's pretty interesting actually. Um, the uh, the the way that the story is driven. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, also, not too many movies have their main character be a fucking pianist. Yeah, not an um, engineer. Yeah, not an engineer. Oh lordy, yeah. Um, every actor and actress in this film, also, I felt like was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I really liked Daria Nicolodi in this. Yeah, I felt like she had a lot of screen time, like for tougher the better. than the main character, and like yeah, probably makes a little a point smarter to show too. it. Yeah, yeah, and it's just um, you got to kind of keep in mind, you know, like as far as like 1976 goes, 75. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking at our screen. I, yeah, I'm not sure if when I it says seventy five on IMDb, but yeah. I guess uh, Amazon Prime will tell you seventy six. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's just it's uh something to kind of keep in mind, like where culture I guess was, where ideas, social ideas were at the time. It's just kind of fucking goofy. Mm-hmm. Um. I would say that there's there's like maybe a, a few things here and there that are, uh, <laughs> but it's again it's a movie from the seventies. Yeah. Um, it was written by Argento, uh, also co-written by uh, Bernardino Zapponi. Zapponi. Um, yeah, David Hemmings he plays the main character Marcus. Daria Nicolai plays the reporter Gianna. Uh, and then Gabrielle Lewis plays uh, Marcus's friend Carlo, who's also a pianist and a drunk. Yeah. And then uh, Maka Mario plays the uh, the uh, clairvoyant from the beginning of the movie. It's pretty 
pretty solid cast. I really, I feel like all the parts are acted pretty well. I don't know. I always like scenes in Argento movies where it's all these learned men sitting there, like, uh, posturing about, oh, well, the killer must have... Oh, they must go into a deep state of, of rage to trigger their murder spree. Right. Like, pontificating on the motives. Yeah. Doing some criminal mind shit. Yeah, like Suspiria, you know, she goes and talks to, like, a expert on witchcraft. Yeah. Or, uh, the occult, as I believe he said. Yes, the occult. The occult. Of course. Yeah, there's, um... I, I really enjoy Argento's take on, like, supernatural and occult, you know, kind of belief and stuff like that, as well as, like, uh, supernatural powers that people have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, there's there's a few people here and there throughout all the films that, you know, uh, more or less kind of shit on those people, but you end up finding out every time in all of his movies that they're not, they're not playing pretend. That it is, uh, it is a very real and true power that these people have, um, which just kind of makes it a, I guess, like a little creepier. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, it's, uh, it's also something kind of fun to see in all of Argento's films. Uh, a lot of say repeating, uh, repeating things that happen, but also just uh, some very kind of strange choices such as someone being thrown through a window uh killer cam where you have you know leather leather gloved hand going towards the next victim smooth operator jacket yep smooth operator jacket raincoat i guess uh someone whispering Shana, yeah, no, no, no. i'll kill you yes you're not safe you know like things like that and you get a, away this time yeah. i'll kill you soon spy you know, it's uh, a yeah. very strange, but um, it it definitely creates almost like uh, his own kind of cinematic world, as far as like all of these uh, supernatural people or these people with supernatural abilities and all these killers. You know, like it, it's very much so uh, very easy to to pinpoint. Like, yep, that's a that's Argento mm-hmm. film right there. Uh, obviously, other than the fucking, like, uh, red paint blood. Yeah, did somebody get knocked through glass? Head first. There's a good chance you're watching an Argento movie. Yeah, it's like his signature shot. I think I think we probably talked about this a little bit, but a lot of the Italian directors back then mm-hmm. had their, like, signature move or kill. Yeah. And, like, Lucio Fulci, like, gouging eyes. Eyes, yep. And Argento's, like, head through glass. There's yeah. probably other directors, but I'm not super, super... Super uh, well versed on yeah. the Italian directors of the 1970s. Yeah. How fucking dare you! I know my bad. You and I call myself a, a podcaster. Yeah, yeah, I call myself a podcaster. <laughs> yeah. Um. As as far as the the film goes, uh, other than you know, we touch on the characters. Uh, we meet our main character while he's essentially heading to the Nighthawks bar. Uh, to go do some <laughs> piano work with uh, his fellow pianist Carlo, uh, a friend of his, and uh, what, what something I didn't understand is that Carlo was obviously Italian and Italian born, probably Roma born. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, our main character seems like he's English, English born. So um, there's only one point in the film as well when a character is actually speaking Italian. Yeah, you know, like 
it's it makes sure that you know like yeah they are speaking Italian. You don't even get uh, subtitles for it. It just says speaking in Italian. Um, but yeah, that's uh, anyway. They're they're about to go and play some piano together, and uh, they hear a murder most foul happen like across the street <laughs> uh, from where um, the uh, the actual main character lives like he lives the floor above the woman who got killed and um they're like what was that scream and it was like a blood curdling scream but it also sounded like it could have come from anywhere in the city right but it was literally just across the street (laughs) and uh he decides he needs to take it upon himself to run up there and check it out um now during this scene when he does go in you'll probably spot something and it's I cool mean, if you did. Yeah. But don't fucking rewind. Just keep just keep watching. So I fucked up the first time I watched this movie. I, like, tuned into it. It was playing on, like, uh, Shudder's kind of, like, random streaming. Like Shutter oh, yeah, TV. yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught the fucking, like, final two minutes of the movie. No shit. <laughs> like, final five minutes or so. And I was like, hey, this is probably, I think this is Deep Red. And then, like, at the end, and I watched the ending happen. And it says, you have been watching Deep Red. And I was like cool deep red the movie i've been meaning to watch from beginning to end <laughs> i just watched the the ending i watched what yeah i saw the answers so try not to do that i mean it, it yeah. won't ruin your enjoyment but it's still enjoy- i would say it's still enjoyable there's plenty of uh intrigue in the movie to kind of keep you mm-hmm. hooked yeah um, i felt like I, w- I was learning the plot as the characters were even when we were actually witnessing portions in which our uh, two main characters were not present for. You know, it's like, you just saw the, um, the murder happen, but you don't have more information necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, or when you're, you know, like you're watching from either the victim's view or the killer's view, it doesn't really feel like it gives you too much. Um, so I, I, I feel pretty confident that um, as long as you're not too eagle-eyed or you know decide to pause rewind pause and ruin the surprise for yourself um you're probably going to have a pretty good time trying to figure it out and uh piecing it together as as the movie goes forward i also think it's funny that uh marcus is the main character is played by david hemmings he's like only real motivation in the mm-hmm. movie to keep going was just he was just very morbidly curious yeah yeah and he says as much he's like yeah, yeah i'm just like really curious in a morbid way like yeah. a, like a macabre way i just uh just need to know it kind of it makes me wonder it, it seems like uh jeffrey beaumont in uh blue velvet kind of a kind of a way yeah found an ear he just got in way too fucking deep yeah like he starts with an ear and then by the end you know He's learning what a like how shitty his town is basically. Yeah, he's uh he's about to get a kiss goodbye from Frank. Yeah, a love letter. A love letter. Yeah, and man. You, you don't want to get one from him. No, because it's, it's it's goodbye. You're fucked forever. Yeah. So um with uh with the rest of the film kind of peeling out into intrigue as well as uh some kind of slower moments but not too slow. Um, the action is really brought in at some fantastic times. Oh yeah, there's it's some really mix. elaborate 
mm-hmm. uh, shit that happens to people in this movie. Yeah. Just like, Diabolical. You don't, you don't just die in an Argento movie. You you get obliterated or yeah, <laughs> just very freak accidented. Yeah. But like uh, I believe I believe that uh, about the second time I said what the fuck you were like yeah man you can't die normal in an Argento film and that happens two times very quickly near the end of the film mm-hmm. and uh, is it uh, it's 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 pretty fucking fun uh, I also just um, really enjoyed seeing uh, the practical effects that they used in the film as well. Uh, it's really stunning to me to see that this came before Suspiria. Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, about the only thing that that uh, I would say, like his further films actually have over this, are um, quite possibly just a little bit more intriguing overall as far as the plot goes. Yeah. And better music. <laughs> um, otherwise, like the way he sets up his shots are still really interesting and. Fun. It is like. Yeah, like really, really suspenseful. It is like, there's a reason. I I want to say they call him like, like the Italian master of suspense or something. I don't yeah. think I'm just pulling that out of my ass. Right. Like there's a reason for it, and I think this is kind of. A lot of people will say this is their favorite Argento movie. Really. For good reason. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I still think that. Hmm, that's kind of hard. I did enjoy Tenebrae. I think I liked this more than Tenebrae. I think that I like Suspiria more than Deep Red, and then I bet you can tell what my favorite one above all of them is. You're going to say Phenomena? I'm going to say Phenomena. See, when we reviewed Phenomena, yeah. you were like, what? You like this more than Suspiria? Yeah, and then after we watched it that, that last time, <laughs> yeah. I think we watched it with our friend Gage, yeah. who we've been busy hunting monsters with lately. They like, you know. know what? Phenomena's better than Suspiria. Yep. Um, there's just something uh, I'm just gonna say it now. I was gonna say it towards the end, but like yeah. with any Argento movie, good or bad, yeah. you're gonna see something you've probably never seen before in any other film. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's just it. Is that um, when I was kind of describing like, oh yeah, this is definitely an Argento film. It's because there's literally nothing else like, that really? even remotely comes close to it. It does nothing feels like it, uh, especially not like the Suspiria remake. I mean, it's not. It's barely even there in spirit. Have you seen it? I yes. don't know. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, it was it was okay. Yeah. It really, really um, it took the bucket of witch stuff and just dumped it. Just dumped it all over the movie. So if you liked the idea of like creepy witch stuff, it goes like full Hellraiser by the end of it. Okay, cool. Um, but otherwise it's it's kind of Suspiria. There's ballet involved. I feel like there, it, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna remake it, don't make it exactly like it. Right. Then again, yeah. if you're gonna remake something, uh, make a movie that, like, isn't so well regarded. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one that's like, oh, you can see, this could have been really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, like, you know, like, here's how, I don't know, here's how I would have done it. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Just, it's like remaking I mean, Jaws. Yeah, it's like remake Jaws, dude. Remake E.T. They probably want to. I'm sure they want to, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. like, remake something that no, dude, remember isn't they made a Meg. classic. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I heard Meg's actually good. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm thinking of something else. Night of the Living Dead, the first one. They're coming to get you. Uh, Jane. Like, there was a Tom Savini remake, I believe. Okay. That'd, be, that'd probably be fine. 
Oh yeah, I got mixed up. There was a Psycho remake with Vince Vaughn as um, fucking Bates. Yeah, Norman Bates. Norman Bates. That's odd. Yeah, you know, Vince uh-huh. Vaughn. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Vince Vaughn, I guess. Have Vince. You, Vince Vaughn. There's a movie that we're probably gonna have to do an episode on someday. Um, there's a movie did with, Wa- with Joaquin Phoenix, not not Swingers, <laughs> called um, Clay Pigeons. Okay. It's I haven't watched it in a long time. I remember liking it a lot back then. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. I'm not sure what I think of it now, but it's been probably about ten years since I've seen it. Hmm. But it, is, it used to be on Netflix. Maybe it still is. Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. They they like to, they knows. like to throw shit out. A Who knows? Lot. We could look it right. up, but I'm not. Go- I'm we're gonna sit here and talk about it for a few more minutes. Yeah, because it's a podcast. Yeah, and that's what we do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dario Argento. Yeah. Always gonna find something cool. Yeah. Even yeah. if like it's just an absolute dog shit movie. And to be, he's made some dog shit. I oh, hate yeah. to say it. Probably. I haven't seen all of his movies, but some of them are just like. <laughs> like you can see the face of me, but it's like, oh boy. Yeah. I don't want to say Inferno sucked. Wait, is but Inferno it did, the the the, ham, the the hot hamburger hot dog stand man? Yes. With with the kittens in the in the creek that get saved by the yeah. hamburger hot dog man. The guy was trying to drown all the cats in the in the pond, and then he like falls over and starts getting fucked up by cats, and then like the burger shop guy sees it from across the street, and then runs. Like from like a hundred yards away, yeah, and then runs up to it, then just like cuts his fucking throat. <laughs> because fuck yeah, which witchery, because witchery, yeah. I mean, that 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 part was pretty fucking sick. And that's that's part of that trilogy, correct? Yeah, I believe it's the second okay. of the trilogy. Um, and there Mother was, of Tears is the last yeah, one. Yeah, with starring um, uh, um, Daria. Daria was in it. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. It's been in pretty much everything. Not, Nick, not Nickelodeon. It's, uh, Asia. Asia Argento. Asia. Oh, oh, the daughter? Mm-hmm. Okay. One yeah. of them. Huh. I do need to see opera still. Yeah, there it is. It's, yeah. it's right there. I hear that one. That one's, like, super fucking good. Some people say it's, like, his last great one he made. Hmm. That, yeah, that's that'll probably end up... Uh, We'll probably end up watching it. Maybe we'll do an episode on it. Probably, you know, we gotta we gotta space it out. Yeah, we gotta space out our Argento movies. We had our Argento block. We uh, it took a lot from for me to not be like Brent. We gotta do another Kurosawa film. Mm-hmm. You know, we could we, we could and just uh, we just got the uh, the samurai collection. Don't threaten us with a good time and Redbeard and and there's also you know Kagemusha and Ron and you know Hidden Fortress and yeah I don't know. Yeah, let me know next time you want to sit down for a three-hour epic. Oh, right, yeah. Three and a half hour. I mean, I got Seven Samurai. Yeah. That movie's really fucking good. We've, we've covered uh, two over three-hour-long films now, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Both of which I can't uh, tell you to, to watch more. <laughs> it is, this is super fucking good. Um, so, yeah, uh, I remember that I had mentioned that this film was uh, 124 minutes. That is only on uh, the uncut version, which I believe you can get as a Blu-ray or I think there might be a special order DVD. Well, shit, we fucked up. We didn't watch that, did we? No, no. Um, so on Prime, what you'll notice is that that one is about an hour and 40 minutes instead of uh, two hours. I really don't know what they would have put in there other than... You know, perhaps more shots a, of uh, a sink. Yeah, a sink. Yeah, there's, there's. I mean, I don't know. there's, there's some establishing the shots movie, in this. The, the movie uh, it takes its time. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. A lot yeah. of movies back then did that. 
I remember somebody like TV really. It was like somebody he posted. They they posted a clip from a TV show back in like the eighties or nineties. Yeah. It's just like TV really sure took its fucking time back then. Yeah. It's this guy walking in like a train station. Yeah. He has like a piece of paper with like a phone number on it. Yeah. He walks around, and then goes like looks at the number and then just very like meticulously dials in with like a rotary phone the number and it's like a minute and a half. If you tried doing that today, they'd be like, yeah, we need to cut all of that down. Yeah. You can show him walking through the train station, look at a number, and, and then, then the shot next shot he's on the phone already. Fuck yep. you. Yeah, exactly. We got we got we got to move body. We got we right. got shit to do. So like when I see something like that, and it's it's present in Deep Red, like the establishing shots of like the disgusting saw bathroom uh, at the at the opera house, the extreme so close-ups of childhood knickknacks. See, I really liked that. Yeah, that's, a lot. that's good. A lot. Um, but uh, it I feel like it correctly sets a mood Mm -hmm. and i think that sometimes it's okay if you mean for it to actually be meaningful yeah well there's a reason you want to know somebody's being stalked somebody's in danger and they're Mm -hmm. focusing on these really mundane details or like seemingly mundane which intensely you know it, it pushes that suspense it's good stuff yeah it's it's meaningful in that regard or you know perhaps we're supposed to be like oh my god this is very meticulous and ugh. you know like mm-hmm. you're supposed to kind of feel what this person's going through this is kind of a stupid shitty thing that i have to do um like trying to call the cops on a rotary phone right you know like oh fuck that i got to call time. for help <sighs> you have to, yeah first you got to like you know go to somebody's house mm-hmm. and be like hey can i use your phone anyways uh, Dari Nicolati, and yeah. um, you know she passed away recently. Yeah, it's too bad. She was really great in this movie. She was absolutely fucking fantastic. Um, really good, uh, kind of a back and forth mm-hmm. with uh, David Hemmings. Yeah, uh, I did want to really point charming out character that uh, during their their arm wrestling scene, they uh, decided they needed to shoot it like seventy times, <laughs> and uh, apparently Argento was uh, notorious for fucking. Hating redoing things, <laughs> so he was like screaming by the end of the day, um, and that was uh, the first time he that probably I, wouldn't have gotten along with Kubrick. Let me tell you. <laughs> but yeah, some, Nickelodeon uh, film was dork uh, bullshit for you. <laughs> film dork bullshit, yes. Uh, but yeah, that's you know it's it's kind of funny that for this to be their first project together, and oddly enough, um, Hemming's character he has a photo of his ex on him, and that is actually Argento's. Uh, X. <laughs> and it's kind of like, is this supposed to kind of be That's some like, like a, Weiso shit? It really is. It's like he wrote the room about his own life. Yeah. Or m- maybe. <laughs> who betray him? But who knows? Yeah. Because who knows anything about Tommy Wiseau? Nobody. The ghost man. <laughs> no one even knows his age. You don't. Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> I am your age, Mark. I anyway. the same age as Mark. Yeah. <laughs> same age. But yeah, um, as far as uh, kind of talking about the film, uh, I mean, like, we could walk you through it, but I feel like... It'd just be uh, taking away. Yeah, and honestly, there's there's not a whole lot to really try and walk you through. The The film has... It's it's a conveyor belt, man, and you we can't start, get off. We it's should start making um, uh, movie explained. Well, we'll like, just explain the movie to you. So basically, when this, when this person dies in the film, it's because they were means. murdered. Yeah, they were murdered by a killer. 
The meat cleaver is symbolic of savagery, and uh, people murder. are nothing but <laughs> meat, meat to be murdered. And meat is murder. In, in the killer eyes, it's <laughs> bad. Okay, for real though, can we talk about how uh, more than a couple people die and uh, they, they're they just like launching out spit bubbles? Oh yeah. Like just like... Uh, like you couldn't, you couldn't like make up like a quick like uh, like a tapioca pudding if you wanted like a vomit. You couldn't like just have them spit out more of your Argento paint. Yeah, I don't know if I've said this in other episodes, but uh, more scenes where people like vomit during <laughs> scenes of danger. How's <laughs> the food? Is it good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or uh, dead or alive? Not the game. Right. The movie where somebody's just standing there in the middle of a firefight, <laughs> barfing everywhere. <laughs> like hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And of course, then he explodes and Spagooter comes out. Yeah, at the screen. Put on your like 3D glasses, Raymond. kids. We're going to see what the inside of uh, Kojiro's stomach looks like. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's uh, there's 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 going to be a couple things. You're going to be like, that's kind of goofy. But honestly, a lot of the, the... I feel like it's part of the charm. Yeah, exactly. And most of the prosthetic uh, makeup pieces that they use... Uh, namely, one very fantastic bathtub scene. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very fucking good. Anytime that you see someone get stabbed as well, even though it's quick, and you can kind of tell, like, okay, that's probably like a foam silicon, silicon foam rubber. Yeah, at least they, it's like... It's still good. They put through the effort to make it look like entering wounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks a lot better, honestly, yeah. Yeah. than Tenebrae's um, dog bite blood smear on a leg. Mm-hmm. You know, like, a dog jumped up and bit at your screen when you're playing House of the Dead. And yeah, there's, and like, a bite, bite mark. mark to let you know you got yeah. bitten by dog. Little little blood smear. Yeah. And you're like, like ah. Oh, I can't remember the torches. name of the uh, the gal that was that was running. She was in um the... First one? Yeah. Uh, in Tenebrae. Oh, yeah. Tenebrae. Oh, shit. Fuck, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, she, was, she went into the <laughs> killer's house, found yeah. all the fucking negatives and shit. And then a uh, random dog... Hey, there were no random dogs in this that were just, like, that had preternatural senses. Or, yeah, get, like, cursed to attack their masters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but, yeah, like, the blood blood smears. I would say that every wound actually looks plausible. Right. And, uh, it's, it's kind of fun. I, I feel like if you've watched a lot of, uh, Argento films up to Deep Red, this one will actually keep you more on your toes because you'll be trying to, like, look for his kind of gives mm-hmm. and you're not gonna find a lot of them so yeah i haven't this was like the earliest movie of his i've seen i haven't seen it he did he did a few movies before this there's mm-hmm. like four flies on gray velvet and like cat of nine tails i think okay i might i might be getting directors this dude in, I know this like, dude in fucking weird ass names though uh-huh yeah that's cool though yeah I do really wish Exotic. it was called Sabertoothed Tiger. Yeah. Dario Gento. Like, oh, cool. Is it a documentary tiger. about the, you know, the, like, Ice Age or something? Deep Red will leave you on red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're probably going to try and do a remake. We'll get Tom York to do the soundtrack again. <laughs> Nothing against Tom York. I mean, I'm sure it's probably a cool soundtrack. It is probably for Suspiria. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to seeing weird and off key that's yeah. all right <laughs> thanks tyler yeah bl- bl- black swan that song I, I, I can't even remember the last time that i heard fucking tom york anyway um so yeah as far as the the film goes i feel like it does a really good job to kind of keep you on a track 
um, and remind you often that you can't get off. Anything can happen at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. The track could literally just, like, burn you alive. Or, and chances you know, are you'll see something you weren't expecting. Yeah, and it's going to be spooky. It'll be spooky. It'll be cool. You'll hear some kick-ass tunes by Goblin. Yeah, and some creepy child music. And also some wacky-ass music by Goblin. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Man, again, I feel like we we need to just use uh, but there's our like a YouTube. Good, there's like for, a good yeah. there's <laughs> a good uh, meme format you could probably make where it's just like main character in danger. Then like Italian prog rock band is just like jamming super hard. Yeah, yeah and just, it's just it looks mundane and fucking goofy. There's there's a lot of that too where you know sometimes you'd be like, man, what the fuck? And he's just like looking at papers on a desk like really carefully and, and then slowly. it'll like abruptly cut off yeah and then he'll look over his shoulder to nothing yeah maybe a cat will go meow meow or you'll see a one singular eyeball in the darkness open yeah. up danny devito starts playing a piccolo <laughs> you know just you know argento things but yeah it's uh in it's conclusion very fun deep red kicks ass yeah I uh, really enjoyed it again probably third favorite as far as the argento films that i've that i've seen and uh, if you haven't seen any Argento films, this is pretty good fucking jump-off point. This is probably a good place to start, yeah. yeah. Really good place. Um, and uh, afterwards, I would absolutely recommend everything else that we've watched on the channel. Um, with Phenomena being my, my absolute favorite that, uh, that we've covered of Argento's films. But I, as always, look forward to watching more of his films. And uh, was pleasantly surprised and happy with my experience uh, yet again. Yeah. So I really appreciate that listener uh, reaching out and asking us when we were uh, looking to cover this because it kind of put a fire under our butts and being like, you know what? Let's uh, let's Maybe finally let's finally fucking do it. It's it's been about seven months since we <laughs> did uh, our last Argento film. It's probably a good enough buffer along with like, our. It was like over a year. Was it? Yeah, it wasn't a, last we June did or July. But I think in like late twenty eighteen. Oh God! Or no? Bro, I don't know. How long it was shortly after you moved in here. Oof. Uh, so like, I think we like watched it. And I think we recorded it on the floor. Oh yeah, we were kicking our feet up in yeah, the air, our laying, on, laying our laying <laughs> on our tummies with pillows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my nails were drying. My uh, I I had only uh, but I had my two retainer cats. in. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that Tommy likes me? Yeah. Yeah, uh, he does. Spoiler alert. But oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, and I only had two cats at the time, and now I've got four cats and a dog. I got me a Shiba and, and a Tanuki cat. The times, uh, they are changing. Yeah, and uh, getting a lot hairier and smellier because more animals equals more poop. <laughs> That's Hell, true. yeah. But um, at least I have my Nicolas Cage face pillow to, to keep me company. Um, I think that's all I've got uh, as far as what I enjoyed and what I look forward to. Yeah. And uh, my, my thanks to that listener for kind of uh, asking us to cover this because um, it's really fun. This is really nice. Somebody, somebody listened. <laughs> Warms my tummy. I guess one thing I've got to mention, there's a... Uh, okay, not to get like too hung up on gender, but there's a character... Ah, uh, yes. Who's supposed to be, I believe, supposed to be a gay man. Yes. But was played. I, I believe. 
I'm pretty sure I watched this on Joe Bob. I'm yes. pretty sure you mentioned that the actor was actually a woman. Yep. Playing a gay man. Yes. So it was. Um, I believe that he was trying to be profound. He was 1970s woke, if you will. Sure. Uh, this this um, this person was essentially what we would what we would recognize today as just being trans. Right. And was essentially. Um, about as transitioned as a person could hope to be in the 70s at the time um, without, you know, say, undergoing any sort of sketchy, unsafe surgery. Yeah, I don't even, um, I don't, I guess I, I, I got we're, yeah. we're entering territory I know little about. Yeah, <laughs> so. so I don't, I don't, don't want to say anything stupid. Right, it's just that he, he chose to go about it. Yeah. yeah, he chose to go about it in a kind of a dumb way. And um, his choice was to have it, have this character be played by a woman. I will say though, um, it it doesn't hang around the detail for too long. Correct. And the it's nice just thing like, is, is that the main character also draws zero attention to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just finds out someone's gay, and then it's like, mm-hmm. like, come on, dude, let's go. Like, yeah. it's all right. Like, yeah. He was just having a rough time or whatever. Right. Oh, I guess I, I meant to mention that earlier, but... Yeah, and uh, another really nice thing that, that uh, is nice to see, especially in a film of the mid-70s, is that uh, when uh, Hemming's character does find out that his, his friend is gay, his his friend is the one who kind of bashes himself, and he's just like, come on, man. Yeah, like... Like, it's it's literally fine. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. So I like to. I, I mean, I don't know too much personally about Argento, but I would like to think that he at least had uh, some sort of like sympathetic view. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so a, a, an actually truly moralistic view of like, yeah, why treat these people literally any different? Right. You know, it's it's literally their life and uh, how they were born. But yeah, I think so, part of them. Kind of subverting uh, gender norms that happens a lot in this movie. Yeah, and uh, in his movies in general, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. From what I've noticed. And uh, this one draws a lot of attention to it. Um, sometimes in ways that are more or less on the mark and sometimes that are a little off. But you can see what he's attempting to do, especially from a 1970s point uh, of view. Like, yeah, almost 50-year-old movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I guess uh, a little refreshing to see that in a film uh, with such an age to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, otherwise, I don't think that I have any other closing statements or anything, man. It's about the end of my notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really fun. Go watch it. Again, reminder, do not watch the trailer. Don't watch the trailer. Uh, don't, watch, don't watch pretty much any rule of thumb. It's like, oh, this movie, like, pre-1990. Yeah. Don't watch the fucking trailer. Yeah, do not watch the trailer. If you are actually curious to watch it. Yeah, I, I hope that this served uh, well enough for you to decide that you wanted to go see it. Um, and uh, I think this is a really great group movie as well mm-hmm. uh, because of the the suspense portion of it. Uh, I would like to would like to hear from listeners at some point to see if anyone was able to actually correctly guess who might be behind all of these murders most fiowl. Um, but otherwise, yeah, uh, can't wait to talk to you guys soon and uh, let's hope for better days. Yeah, we're around. Yeah, we'll be. Yeah. All right, I got monsters to hunt and shit, so <laughs> let's let's wrap it up. Yeah, we have business. Take care. Bye bye. Goodbye. Bye bye.